As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Hey, and welcome back to our show, Built to Last. I am so excited to dive into today's quickie session on five ways to grow your business. Today, we are going to jump right in. Uh, You're probably going to want to take some notes. So if you're not driving your car and you're stationary, either whip out your note-taking device on your phone or a piece of paper and a pen, because I'm going to give you five very specific things you can walk away with. And I guarantee you can immediately go implement this in your business, no matter what level you're at. And you will start to see some serious growth uh, from where you are right now. So the first thing I want to start with is being really clear on what level you're at in your business right now and what you should be focusing on primarily at that particular stage of business so that you can get to the next stage. All right, let me break it down for you before we get into the five ways to grow your business. These are five levers. So stage of business first. Stage number one is what I call the early early stage, right? You are somewhere between zero to 100K. You're trying to get to your first 100K year. Hands down, the only thing you need to be focusing on is sales. That's it. Honestly, nothing else matters. You know, Everybody says getting to their first 100K is like the hardest thing ever. I think primarily because when we were at that level, or if you're currently trying to get to 100K, we did all the things, all the things except sales, which is why for so many people, it takes years to get to 100K. I remember my first year of business, I made $8,000, $8,000. I had a logo though. I had a website. I was even, I think I was even doing paid Facebook ads way back then in 2012, when they only showed up on the right hand side of the newsfeed. I had no clue what I was doing. I was attending networking events. I think I put 20,000 miles on my car that year, driving all over the place, attending networking events during the day and evening events. I was taking all the courses, hiring all the coaches, I was doing webinars. I mean, I was doing everything except focusing on talking to people and having like conversations with people who were pre-qualified to be a client and asking them to work with me. I was like terrified of it. So the only thing you should be focusing on if you are yet to reach 100K annually in revenue is sales. Okay, phase two is what I call the traction phase. This is when your business is bringing in annually between 100K and 250K. So you've you've gotten the sales thing down. You know that you've got an offer. You can have a conversation. You can sell it. Hopefully your clients are getting results. Personally, I think that is like the most important thing that your clients are actually getting results and you know what you're doing. Phase two, you are focused on marketing, right? So once you know you have validated your offer, 
You have validated it to the point where you know you have an offer that people will say yes to. They actually pay you for it and you are tracking their progress and results. So by now you have probably figured out your process or at least like the beginnings of your process, your proprietary methodology, your philosophy, whatever you want to call it, your signature system, basically the steps or the process that you are taking a client through from point A to point B so that they actually get the transformation or the result, tangible or intangible, that you are promising them in that particular offer that you're working with them through. So in phase two, you now need more people in front of you. You need more people to talk to, to fill those sales conversations so that you can roll enroll them into your program which is going to increase the amount of money that you're making. And at this point, if you're a coach or a consultant or an expert, a service-based entrepreneur, maybe even someone doing done-for-you services, not only are you working with clients in a private client capacity, you may at this stage also be transitioning into offering a group type of program or some kind of program that is one-to-many, not just one-to-one, unless, unless, you are focusing on very high ticket offers and very high ticket clients. For instance, like let's say you offer a private work for $50,000 to $100,000. You're a consultant or some sort of sort of coach or mentor. You may not even need to offer a one-to-many program. Phase three is when your business is generating annually between $250,000 to up to $500,000. Now you've got the sales thing down. You have your marketing down. More than likely, you also know exactly what your signature offers are. You probably have two tops three offers, but I would say you've got like two main ways that you are working with clients. And that is, those are the two offers that you are always talking about. It could be, it could be private client work. It could be a one-to-many program, like a group or a, a mastermind of some sort. You may have multiple groups or masterminds. For instance, I have a group program and then I also have a higher level mastermind. And occasionally I'll do some one-on-one work or VIP days. What becomes incredibly important at this stage is systems, metrics, tracking, keeping up with your finances, because for, for most of us on our pathway to 250K, even up sometimes to 500K, we literally were winging it. And honestly, that's what so many business coaches are teaching. They're just teaching, go make sales, go do the marketing, go make a bunch of money, keep making more, keep making more, keep making more. But very few people are actually teaching you, you know, how to use a spreadsheet to track your leads, how to use systems. Like for instance, we use group track CRM and we track all of our leads and where our leads are at in the client journey through Facebook, right? Like, so group track CRM connects to Facebook and we keep up with everything there. So you really want to know your numbers. Uh, In fact, I believe that if you don't know your numbers in your business, do you really actually have a business if you don't have numbers to share? Systems are what is going to make your life easier. It's going to eliminate some of the chaos that's happening behind the scenes. This is where you are creating SOPs, And especially for any new team members that you have that you're onboarding, it's going to be really difficult for them to do their jobs if you are flying by the seat of your pants on a daily basis. And they, your business will become a revolving door for team. And then the next phase is between 500K to a million 
plus. Uh, we'll stop at a million because most of our listeners are probably somewhere in the zero to a, to a million range. This is when you start turning your attention to building your team and you now get to step into the role of leader and you are no longer just leading yourself. You are no longer just leading your clients. You are now leading a team of people who are helping you grow your company and scaling your company to multiple seven figures. Team becomes incredibly important. In fact, I was just, um, I was on my phone in notes the other day because I'm going to write some content on team. And I was trying to remember all the people on our team to help us. And I counted up and I believe we, we have 14 people. Actually, that counts some of my coaches. So 11 we have a couple of guest experts and coaches who teach inside of our flagship programs every month. We have a client experience coordinator. We have two virtual assistants. We have a podcast production team. We have a graphic designer who also does social media for us. We have a retreat and event coordinator. And let's see, then I also have a personal growth mentor. I have a business mentor. Both of those are one too many programs. So I have the community built in with both of those as well. We have an accountant that we meet with regularly. We have a lawyer for all things legal. We also have a financial coach for the, both the personal and the business side. And then we also work with a marketing systems development expert. So that's a lot of people that we have on our team. And it's my responsibility to lead those people as well. So hopefully you can easily identify what stage of business you are currently in and what stage you are looking to graduate into next. And now let's talk about the five ways. I I simplified it to like, these are the five main ways to grow your business. Uh, Let's see. You know, it's really any level that you're at, but this is going to be most useful for people who are already at the multiple six figure level. So if you're at like low multiple six figures, even up to close to a million dollars, this is going to be really relevant for you. If you are not yet at hundred K, you just need to go focus on making sales. Okay. So here are the five main ways for you to grow your business. I definitely want you to take notes on these and I want you to identify which one of these five or which two of these five levers can you and your team immediately start pulling so that you can see a significant growth in your business in the next 30, 60, 90 days? Number one, this is the easiest. It is the most overlooked. However, it is my favorite and it is raise your prices, raise your prices. Let me give you a little bit of direction here. What I want you to consider, take into consideration are a few things. Number one, What is your annual financial goal? So if you look at the next 12 months, what is your annual financial goal? At the time of this recording, you're going to be hearing this at the very end of October, 2021. And, you know, we're closing out 2021. We have two months left. You should already be thinking about 2022. What's your annual financial goal? You should know what offers you are going to roll out next year. You should know when you're going to be making those offers and how you're going to be filling them. And you should also have a future financial projection model, meaning how much money do you anticipate bringing in through each one of your programs every single month in 2022, January through December. So what is that overall financial goal for next year? Is it $500,000? Is it $750,000? Is it $250,000? Is it a million dollars? Then I want you to look at your offers. How many, what are your main offers? So what I mean by that is 
actually look back at 2021 and identify which two offers, what were your top two offers that generated the most revenue for your company? Two. So if you have five offers, if you have eight offers, if you have six offers, if you only have two, then this is easy. What are the two that brought in the most revenue? And once you know those, what percentage of your revenue did those offers bring in? Was it 80%, 70%, 60, 50? What percentage of your revenue did those two offers bring in? Whichever of your two offers brought in the most money, those are the two that I want you to really focus on in 2022. You know they work, they're validated. If they're already bringing in that much money, why are we spreading ourselves so thin and our team and our marketing and our sales and our energy and our time and our attention and our focus on all these other programs that aren't really bringing in a lot of money. So I'm not saying you have to completely get rid of them. Although if we were working together, we might actually totally get rid of them or pause them for another year or so just depends on your business model and your goals. But look at those two offers. Do you have room to raise your prices? More than likely you do. Almost every single client I work with, one of the first things I look at is what's their annual goal? What are their top two programs? And what are they currently offering those programs for? What are the price points of those offers? And where can we improve the offer? Where can we improve the positioning of the offer? Where can we improve the value of the offer? Do we need to slightly adjust who the offer is for and speak to a higher level clientele? Based on all those things, how can we pretty significantly increase the price points of those offers so that you can welcome a lesser volume of people into your programs? I guarantee you that raising your prices could almost double your numbers next year. If that's the only thing that you did, if the only lever you pull in 2022 is keep doing everything you're doing, just double your prices. You would double the amount of money that you're making. Uh, the other thing I would also look at is uh, do the math. So the whole reason why I wanted you to look at what's your annual financial goal for the year, you need to be in reality about what that's actually going to require of you. So if your goal is $500,000, and the most expensive offer that you have is $1,000, do the math. How many clients have to say yes to that in order for you to reach your annual financial goal? If only 3% of an audience is ever ready to say yes and buy from you, how many people, how many leads have to see your offer? How many leads do you have to have multiple touch points with? Is it in, are you in reality that you actually have the bandwidth the systems, the team, the money, the resources to do that? Do you have the brand to do that? Do you have the audience size to do that? So be in reality about that. You know, I would rather offer, okay, look at this. Let's say that your business model is primarily working with private clients. Can you come up with a $50,000 offer? Can you come up with a $100,000 offer? If your goal is 500K, in 2022, and you have a $1,000 offer, you only need five clients. If your offer is 50,000, you only need 10 clients. If your offer is 20,000, I'm going to have to do this in my head, five to, that's 25 clients. You could have a high-end mastermind. You know, our rise to legendary mastermind is $30,000. 
I don't need that many people in that program to make just a $500,000 income stream from that one offer. It's not that many people. And I could actually raise the price of that pretty easily. So number one is raise your prices. Number two way to grow your business, no matter what level you're at, really improve your sales conversions. So this is why it's very important for you to know what your numbers are. And one of those numbers is your closing ratio. But that closing ratio is based on having sales conversations, either verbal conversations on Zoom or the phone, or you're like going back and forth in Messenger on a social media platform or even email. It's very, you can close sales without getting on a call. Um, some people like to get on a call, which is fine. Do it works for you. What's your closing ratio when you have a qualified lead or a qualified prospect rather on a call? So your closing ratio is based on not just talking to anybody and everybody who says they want to buy your stuff. Do you have a pre-qualification process in place so that you are only getting on calls with people who are pre-qualified for the offer you're going to make them? There's a number of ways to do that. You could have an application in place. Um, you definitely want to indicate on any type of program page exactly who an ideal client is for that particular offer. You can also pre-qualify people using email or uh, messenger or text message. You can get in a back and forth dialogue, know what pre-qualifying questions you could ask your potential prospects so that when they provide you with the answer, you have a pretty good indication as to whether or not they're ideal for your program, which means you are pre-qualifying them. And then you don't have to actually make them an offer to join your program and invite them into the program until you have qualified them that they are a good fit. Your closing ratio is only based on those. So what's your closing ratio? What's the percentage of people who are actually getting on a call with you to how many, to the number of people joining your programs? Are you closing sales? Are you actually closing sales? Are you pre-qualifying prospects before getting on a call? Are you making it easy for people to book calls with you? Are you making enough offers consistently and frequently enough? You know, one of the easiest ways to improve your sales conversions is to quite simply make more offers. If you make more offers, you will make more sales. And one that I bet a lot of people aren't thinking about, but I'm going to throw it into this category of improving your sales conversions. I want you to think of ways that increase the closing ratio. And one of those that is often overlooked is referrals. Do you have a referral program? Do your current clients or peers, joint venture partners, know about your referral program? Is it enticing enough for them? And are you treating it like an actual marketing campaign? If not, if you're doing everything right in the sales conversion category, perhaps it's time for you to add a referral program. All right. Number three, again, another one that's often overlooked, and I really love helping our clients with this one. It's selling more to existing clients and customers. Selling more to existing clients and customers. Look, the short answer is people who have already purchased from you in the past or who are currently working with you 
they are much more likely to say yes again to something new, something else, or even the same thing again for a second or third time than a completely cold lead, cold person coming into your sphere of influence or your network. So the first thing I would look at in this category of selling more to your existing customers, number one is you you have to get good at retention inside of your programs, especially your group programs. One on like working with people privately, it's it's pretty easy. It's the it's the group and mastermind programs where we really need to increase our level of excellency and focus on retaining clients in the program while they're in the program. And what I mean by that is, are they, are they showing up three months into the program? Are they still showing up six months into the program? Especially if your programs are longer, if you have a year long program, are people still showing up, consuming, interacting, doing the modules, going through the coursework, coming to the calls, asking questions, submitting work, you know, filling out the accountability spreadsheets that you've got in place or whatever you have in place. Are they still showing up? Are you able to retain your existing customers so that they're still showing up, making progress and getting results? And are you actually tracking their progress and the results? Do you have someone in your team who's constantly checking in with your clients? Are you putting things in place to honor your clients, praise your clients, delight your clients? If we can't retain people in our existing programs, it's going to be hard to re-enroll them, resell them, renew them, upsell them or even reactivate them and get them to come back later. So number one is focus on your ability to retain your existing clients in the existing programs they're in. Um, The second thing you could look at in selling more to your existing customers, I often get this question a lot from clients. In fact, I got it from a couple of clients recently and it was this, it was, it's all about continuity programs. Now they didn't come to me saying, how do I do a continuity program? Because they didn't actually know about a continuity program. And they said, Hey, Megan, I've got a six month group coaching program. And, you know, some of my client, you know, my, everybody's getting to the end and some of them are going to graduate up into my mastermind level program, but some of them are not ready for the mastermind level program. And really they need to do the same six month program over again, which is completely valid. Actually, like a lot of clients should be taking your flagship program probably more than one time. But not everybody wants to do that. And it's their right to not want to retake the same program all over again. A lot of clients have a really hard time wrapping their mind around, well, I already have access to all the training. I showed up to everything. I know what to do. I'm just going to go do it. But what they're actually missing and what I think you could sell more is the community aspect. So think about a continuity program, which basically means you're charging them quite a bit less than the regular price point of the program but they only get access to things that do not take more of your extra time. So anything that would take more of your time, like let's say it's a hybrid group and they have a monthly one-on-one coaching session with you or an associate coach, which also costs you time and money. If they're in your continuity program, maybe they don't get access to that. So maybe they get access to all the community parts and pieces and any upgraded content or curriculum that you provide. And maybe they get to stay in there for 50% less than the other regular students in the program. That would be an example of a continuity program. And like I said, some of your clients need to retake the whole program all over again. 
And that's like completely acceptable. Where I see room for improvement with most coaches, experts, and consultants is you actually want to start pre-selling people on that idea in your marketing for that program before they ever buy it. And then once they join the program, you still have to sell people on the idea that this is like a, this, you know, this is a two to three year process, especially if your program is a year long. Sometimes clients need to be in that incubator for two to three years or two to three iterations. If it's shorter than a year before they actually reach the level that you can get them to through that program. But they don't, they're not going to be thinking of that. They're not going to have that idea unless you as a leader are planting that seed a lot. And the other thing that you could do uh, with selling more to your existing customers is move them up to your next level program. One of the things that I will do with clients, especially when they uh, are transitioning from working with clients privately only into their first group style of program, one of the first things they want to talk about, and it's just kind of out of order, like as soon as we start talking about your first group coaching program, they're like, well, what am I going to do after they're done with it? And I'm like, well, we don't necessarily know yet. So why don't you get the group off the ground? Let them get about 70% of the way through. And you're going to notice a phenomenon. And the phenomenon is if people are happy, if your clients are enjoying their experience and they feel like there is a sense of belonging to the community and they are making progress but it, you're helping them see the progress they're making. So you have to put things in place in your program so that your clients actually see with their eyeballs, the progress they're making. Uh, you can't just tell them they're making progress because they won't believe you. They have to actually see it and document it. About 70% of the way through your program, they will start asking you what's next. And they will start telling you, we don't want to leave you and we don't want to leave each other. And you can formulate whatever that next offer is going to be around that time. And then you move them into it. Uh, the other thing you could do is add on either before or after your one to many program. So on the front end or the back end, you can kind of bookend this. You can offer private consulting, private mentorship, some sort of intimate one-on-one -on -one experience. So once someone has gone through your group program, once someone's gone through your mastermind, and but you could still support them in certain specific areas, they can work with you privately. Obviously, you can upsell people. You know, one of the things you could do if you've got a group program or a high end course is offer a VIP level where they get a little bit more access to you. That would be considered an upsell. The other thing you could do is put other offers in front of your clients that it, it includes training, guidance, coaching, mentorship, whatever you want to call it, in addition to the program they're currently in, but it would also help speed up their results. And next one, number four, we have two more to go. Number four is more leads, right? So the fourth way that you can grow your business is uh, generate more leads. Now, mistakenly, what I hear 99% of all of our clients want or think they need to do to grow their business. They all default to, I need more leads. And they default to that before we they've even tried the other four options to grow their business. Did you know that generating more leads is typically the hardest? It is typically the hardest. The other ones are a lot easier. So I want you to start 
with the other four options, raise your prices, improve your sales conversions, sell more to existing clients. It kind of makes no sense to just be focusing on more leads if you haven't improved on the first three that I already mentioned. In terms of generating more leads, there's two ways to do it. You could do it manually using your time, also known as organically. You could do that single-handedly, or you can hire people to do it, which now doesn't take your time, but it takes your money. Or you can do it with your money through paid ads or paying people to generate leads for you. The other thing you could do, which I highly recommend, you go the direction of organic first. Even if you do get into paid advertising, I would never let go of doing things organically as well. I recommend to generate more leads organically, do focus on collaborations, joint ventures, podcast guesting. You can do affiliates. I know that's not organic, but you would pay your affiliates on the back end after you make the money. But that's where I would, I would focus more on organic and becoming more uh, omnipresent and show up all over the place before you start just doing paid ads, before you're ready for that. And then number five is probably the least sexy, but it's, it's actually one of my favorite. And that is maximizing your output. So this is pulling the lever of productivity, systems, SOPs, managing your energy, improving your health and well-being, really diving into becoming more of a high performer and developing high performance habits. A lot of people think they are high performers. A lot of people think they have really strong high performance habits, but then you put them next to someone who really does and they can't keep up at all. They can't keep up at all. So not a sexy topic, systems, SOPs, team, managing your energy, high performance habits, uh, systems, processes, all of that jazz. However, it's a lifesaver. Um, maximizing your output, especially if you're someone listening to this and you're hovering around, you know, 400K a year, 500K a year, you have to bring on team. Team is going to be exceptionally important for you to get to a million dollars. You almost can't do it without team. Uh, you might be able to do it with one person. And of course, it also depends on your price points, but team is going to be incredibly important. So this is also the category of maximizing your output where you are very focused on developing yourself as a leader and learning how to lead other people. So really quick recap here, five ways to grow your business. Number one, and this is where I would start, raise your rates, make sure that actually you are in reality about your rates and the number of clients who need to say yes to those offers at those price points. Does it make sense with your financial goal, right? Or does it like not even make mathematical sense? Do the math first. Number two, improve your sales conversions. And remember I said, if you do have great sales conversions, start developing a referral program. That would be one of the easiest things for you to do. Number three, sell more to existing customers. So we talked about first, you must get really good at retaining your existing customers and increase the percentage of your retention inside of your programs. You could have a continuity program. Your clients could retake that whatever particular program they were in when they get to the end. They can move up and graduate to your next level program. You could add on private consulting or coaching either long-term or short-term or VIP days. You could do it before or after they are in some sort of leveraged program with you. You could upsell people. 
And you can also put completely new offers in front of them that would maximize their results and help them get the results they want faster. Uh, the hardest one is number four, which is focused on generating new leads. And then number five is maximizing your output, which is systems, standard operating procedures, processes, building team, leading team, managing your energy, really working on maximizing your schedule and how you are investing your time. You might have to shift priorities uh, and also really diving into developing like real high performance habits. So I would love to hear your feedback on our show today. Let me know which one of these five you are going to start with. And I would so appreciate if you would leave our show a five-star review with your feedback. Uh, that would be so amazing. And I would be so grateful. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.